Welcome to the Young Flamingo Club episode one. In this episode, we talked to Pearl Charles and why it's hard being a musician during COVID-19 and what maybe fueled the flames to her current success as a musician today. That was amazing, Montana. I, when did you get this, uh, this radio style voice from the 50s? Four seconds ago. Four seconds ago. I'm Justin. That's Montana. This is our very first episode, as he mentioned. We've never done this before, so uh, bear with us. Um, it, we're talking to Pearl Charles, and like he said, like it's, it's quite interesting to hear her perspective of being a music artist in 2020 when you can't tour and you can't perform in front of live audiences. We do the show a little different. We don't want to be like all the other podcasts out there. So what we do is a little bit more of a, a game show type, uh, type effect where we... We have a list of questions and we send the entire list of questions to the guest and the guest doesn't know which questions we're going to ask because we're going to only ask five questions off the list. So they know the entire list, but they don't know what's coming up. So that's, uh, that's our fun format that uh, Montana and I came up with and uh, we, uh, we think it's going to work. And, and I think it's uh, worth mentioning in between those five questions, there is obviously organic hybrid in there, obviously. Yeah, we, we set a no zinger policy, but uh, sometimes zingers will happen, and uh, we hope that you enjoy it. And as our first episode of the Young Flamingo Club, uh, Pearl had the courage to come on, so she may actually get a membership to the Young Flamingo Club, which we all know is almost next to impossible to get. We've already declined 24 applications, so let's hope for the best for Pearl. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that part. That's right. So at the end of this episode, yeah, we will uh, we'll make the call and see if she will be a member. She doesn't even know if she's going to be or not. She has no idea. So No idea. Yeah, this is exciting. So without further ado, let's get this episode underway. This is what editing's for. Welcome to the Young Flamingo Club, episode one. Um, we have my co-host, Justin Purser, and an amazing first guest, Pearl Charles. Pearl, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be the, the first guest, the premiere. You know, it was weird because I didn't think that you were actually going to want to do it, but I can assure you this is going to be fun. Um, we just haven't heard from Justin yet, so let's see, let's see what he's like. I'm here. I'm just, uh, I'm just sitting back and letting you run the show. But thanks for taking, taking a, a leap of faith with us. This is our very first podcast ever. We don't, even, we don't even know what a podcast is. We've never even seen one, listened to one. I, I just was reading about it on Wikipedia. So apparently... <laughs> so we're going to do things different on this podcast. We're going to, um, we're going to let the artists or the guests... Um, promote their uh, their products and what they are here on our podcast to promote up front because most podcasts do at the end and we know that most of you listeners are tuned out by the end. So Montana, why don't you uh, why don't you why don't you set it up for Pearl? All right, Pearl. Um, welcome to the Young Flamingo Club. And now that you're on, what do you have to promote? Plug anything that you'd like to do. Let us know right now. 
Hey, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I just released my new record, Magic Mirror, on January 15th. Um, it's out on vinyl and CD and everywhere that you stream music. And there's a few music videos on YouTube, too. Um, the first pressing of vinyl is actually sold out. And at the time of this recording, there's only 28 of the um, second pressing purple uh, limited edition vinyl. So where would people go? Where's the best place to find, find you and to find the, uh, your merchandise? Um, the best place to find me is on Instagram, and then you can find all that stuff on Bandcamp and at your local record store. Get them while they're getting good. Get them while they're hot. So let's get into the show. Pearl, did you ever get your phone? Um, I, I seen on Facebook you were looking for a T-Mobile iPhone. You know, it's actually not for me, um, but we're still in the market for my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> still, still, in the, still in the market for a T-Mobile iPhone. Okay, so for everyone, hopefully, that will listen to this, if T-Mobile iPhones, uh, older ones, are your thing, let us know so we can send one directly to Pearl Charles so she, we can get her boyfriend up and running, please. <laughs> hey, I have a quick question. Why does it specifically have to be a T-Mobile iPhone, and does it have to be a certain generation? I mean... I guess it could be unlocked. I'm just, I'm not, you know, I'm not very technical. So I'm, I knew that if you get one that was from the same brand or whatever, same company, you won't have any issues. Um, it doesn't have to be any particular generation. I only said older because, you know, we're a little spendthrift over here in COVID times. <laughs> oh, all good. All good. I was just curious. I was like, thought maybe, you know, he was like, like an iPhone collector looking for a certain one that he didn't have in his collection. Um, Quite the opposite, I would say. That makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Although iPhone collector would be pretty cool. Like imagine if you had them all, like, and you had them like, that's like a, almost like a piece of artwork at this point. I could imagine in Japan, you know, like I've been to some galleries in Japan that was like just American stuff on display, like nothing really fancy or cool. Just like, this is from America. I could see them having like an iPhone gallery uh, yeah. of every generation for sure. I mean, yeah, that definitely makes sense. In Japan. Speaking of Japan, congratulations on Tower Records. I think I've seen a post by the label uh, where they kind of have like a, a thing going on for you. Yeah, that was so cool. Um, there's been quite a bit of support for the album in Japan, actually. The top streaming city for Only for Tonight the week it came out was Tokyo. So I would love to get over there. I've been there once, obviously, as I was just saying, for a tour with my old band. But I would love to go tour my records over there sometime soon. So when, when you see something like that, when it's like, you know, I don't want to say like a mural, but something like a display for you, like how, do, how do you actually feel? Well, you know, it's the world of record sales obviously has changed a lot, but it still matters to the people who are actually going into the store to buy physical product, whether it's vinyl or CD or whatever. And so having that display is really helpful. So it's really cool. And I'm really honored but it's also just good to know that the distribution is doing their job to get the record out and promote it to as many people as possible do you ever feel like you wished you were a part of like the older music industry like and if so like what what error well i mean obviously my personal aesthetic leans towards the 70s mm -hmm. and i kind of think that there was like a really amazing moment where artists could be come successful through writing really good music there was a moment where you could sell good music 
And then people realized that they could just kind of manufacture something that was similar to that and get the same amount of success. And now it's almost more important to be manufactured than to actually be good and have spent time working on developing your craft at that time. Also, I mean, there was just like a lot more money to go around. So let's be real here. There's not a lot of money in the music industry at the moment, unless you are a very commercial artist. You know, it's interesting, the whole music industry, even in the last, say, 10 years, you know, completely flipped upside down from, you know, you used to make your money on the sale of the album and the, and the, and the songs, and then you toured to support the sales of the albums and the songs, but now you tour, now you put out the album to support the tour. It's like literally just flipped 180, and I just find it fascinating, and I'm always curious about artists like, you know, like even, you know, successful artists, even like yourself in this, this era, like there's got to be some like feeling of like, God, I wish, you know, I just was around when like, you know, when, when you could, go, you know, physical record stores and, you know, like that all was like a, a piece of a uh, piece of the action. So just curious, but now we've gone way, way off topic. I, I, no, <laughs> no, it's totally good. Actually, this kind of uh, blends in great with my next question which I think if you've taken a look at, you know, the, the Young Flamingo Club aesthetic, which is, you know, essentially 80s, very heavily leading toward 1980s. And I think your aesthetic is, you know, 1970s, I would say, leading a little bit towards the 80s. Do you think there's, um, I would say, a yearning during these, like, these COVID-19, this, this COVID-19 era, if you will, to kind of go back where people can gather around and, and listen to good music. Um, I'm seeing a lot of uh, nostalgia recently. Well, I definitely am seeing the trend towards the retro nostalgia as well. So, um, I mean, you, you know, I've been, I've been doing retro nostalgia for the last 10 years. So <laughs> we'll see, you know what I mean? Like if the timing's right and somehow, um, it all lines up well. I mean, I do think it definitely has to do with COVID, but like I said, I've been into this for a really long time. So yeah, we'll see if, um, if the rest of society catches up and catches on with me, or if it's not me, maybe it'll be someone else, you know? I hope it's me, but I can't make any guarantees. <laughs> we all are yearning for a time before all this. Um, and then, you know, it goes, and then people just go even farther back to when they had you know, the best times in your life. Um, so anyways, let's, I'm going to, I'm going to get into sort of the format of the show. I know we, we mentioned it in the intro, but what we do is we have a list of questions, which we sent you, and then we're going to pick five just kind of randomly. I actually have them. I'm go, we're going retro tech here. I have them printed out and they're in a bowl and uh, Montana, I was talking to him earlier because we spent a lot of time trying to go buy a printer. Um, we couldn't find a printer. But, uh, uh, we were freaking out. Uh, he, he was running a little late. Uh, he was, went to Fry's Electronics, which, as you know, are going out of business. So we, I think we have the only brother printer in the country right now that actually works. So uh, good for you, Justin. And we are putting it to use for the first time now. Yeah, we, I printed out the questions. And then what I'm going to do is we might make money off this printer because when this iPhone museum goes up that we were talking about earlier, maybe they want to buy a printer too. <laughs> like keep that one keep it safe i will it's trust me it's the safest a printer could ever be um so okay so we have a list of questions that we've already sent to pearl um because we wanted to be different we didn't want to just fit this format of like you know like what age did you start music you know we we know we can read online that you started when you're five years old we know that now right anyone can look that up so we wanted to just kind of go off of just the typical questions that um people ask their guests so 
here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the first question is if you could start your life over, what would you do differently? Yeah, I thought about this question because you guys did allow me to prep a little bit and I appreciate that. And my answer was nothing because I feel like, first of all, I mean, this, I don't mean to put anyone else down, but I feel like it would be kind of sad if you felt like you wanted to change your life path. That would probably mean that you weren't very happy where you were now. And obviously my life isn't perfect and I have lots of things I'd like to change going forward, but ultimately every single step along my path has led me to where I am now. And I, I don't think I would really want to change anything just because, I mean, first of all, that everything could turn out way worse. <laughs> but second of all, even if it actually all ended up being better, you know, this is my life experience. And I think that I've learned a lot of valuable lessons. A wonderful answer. What do you think, Montana? It's a star for me. You get a star. <laughs> you get a star. You get a star. A, a gold star. A gold star. So, okay, so let's do second question. That was great, by the way. Uh, that was, uh, <laughs> it's actually quite atypical to what I think most people would say. Most people would, would have something, but the fact that you are secure and you enjoy what your life path is, that's, that's refreshing. Okay, so here we go. Well, second wait, I didn't say, obviously, I have some regrets. I, I don't think that I haven't made mistakes, but, you know. It's Pearl Charles, not Perfect Charles. Oh, zing. Exactly. Wait, Montana, you lied. You said we weren't going to do zingers, and you just, you just lit a zinger on fire right there. <laughs> Sorry about that. I had to do it. It just came to me. Some Sorry. might call it pearl thick, if you will. Oh, my God. Oh, now it's just all zingers. This is getting out of control. Out of control. <laughs> now it's just out a zinger. Now the bar set so high for zingers. Okay, young, so young next Young Zinger Club, I like it. Okay, so next question, here we go. It is, do you think space travel will be possible in the next 10 years? And if so, will you try it? Well, first of all, I'm assuming you mean commercial space travel because obviously space travel is available at this point. Correct. If we choose to do so. Um, you know, okay, so when I saw this question, my first thought was the fact that I've often thought about tripping in space lose your mind completely because oh, wow. it would be too it would be too meta you know what i mean i don't know if the human yeah. brain is actually capable of handling that level of of thought <laughs> so okay that doesn't really answer your question but that's you know that's where my head's at <laughs> i think i think yes i think yes and i think there will be lots of people doing uh LSD, acid, Adderall, whatever you can think of. And uh, hopefully Pearl can be doing concerts in space, hopefully on Mars, because it seems to me where we're going to be going first. So hopefully that will be happening within the next 10 years. We should start some sort of campaign for that, so that Pearl Charles is the first artist to perform on Mars. Maybe we could, huh. what if we can make that happen? I feel like Grimes is probably going to beat me to the punch on that one. Yeah, yeah. of course. She have, she's got an in. She does. You're right. <laughs> she does have a connect. And that's, yeah, it's all about connections these days. But the power of the power of social media, we might, I don't know. We'll see what, we'll see what we can do. Change.org petition. Yeah. Change.org petition. There we go. First young flamingo petition is, is that. First and, uh, episode, so first petition. <laughs> And two zingers. Okay, so moving on. Um, <laughs> who was the first person you ever admired? You know, this one was one I was hoping we weren't going to get because 
Okay. I mean, I feel bad to say this because obviously I respected and admired my parents. So that just seems like an obvious choice. But then I was like trying to think, you know, I did the artist way one time. I actually didn't complete it. So I don't want to oversell myself, but I tried it and I started it. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with that book, but um, they ask you to do these exercises where you look back into your past and you talk about who like was a champion for you, which I understand is not the same thing as who you admired and respected and looked up to. But um, I feel like I kind of always like was an outcast in school and things like that. And I had a problem with authority and teachers. So, um, you know, my parents and my private um, teachers for music and stuff were all people that I really looked up to and learned a lot from. But in terms of like teachers in school, I mean, I had a teacher in school who told me I would never amount to anything in music. And so, I don't know, for some reason, I guess that's where my mind went. But my mom, when I was young, told me that she thought I was going to be some sort of violent revolutionary because when I had to write, you know, some sort of report for school about someone I looked up to and respected, I wrote about Malcolm X. So I'd say maybe that was one of the first people that I really admired. Wow, that's such a, uh, well, you're really good at these answers. You give them in a very different kind of creative way. So Malcolm X, but then also it seems like you're fueled by a little bit by your uh, music teacher that told you you wouldn't make it. Perhaps that like lit a fire under me in its own way. So I maybe should should give him more credit than I thought. But you know, that's like you know, this idea of like tough love and stuff. I mean, I think I have a, a niece and a nephew and to think about teachers like being mean to them is is sad for me because I think that kids need like love and support. You know, obviously that teacher was horrible, but um, you know, if it did, it's almost like the Michael Jordan effect. Like the fact that someone tells you you can't do something and it, it happens to a lot of people when someone says they can't do it, that makes them uh, want to do it more. Where did you grow up? Hollywood, baby. Hollywood. So you've only lived in Los Angeles? I actually am living um, out in the desert near Joshua Tree right now. Well, I'm splitting my time. I split my time. I've only yeah. ever lived in Southern California. Wow, interesting. Have you, do you ever want to live? This is, I'm just going off the book here. But um, if, is there anywhere else you'd ever, do you ever see yourself living somewhere else? Um, I mean, to be honest, not really. Like I'm open, I love traveling. And I'm, I mean, I get to tour and go all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I love to explore other places. I mean, I spent like a month in Mexico, but that's not really the same thing as like living somewhere. Yeah. Um, so like, I'd definitely be open to spending extended periods of time in other places in the world. But LA is just a beautiful place to come home to. That's, and that's good you recognize that. Some people are like, I'm sure you've seen this, people go on vacation, like they'll go to Hawaii, and then they think like, they're like, man, I would just love to live here. But they don't recognize the difference between being on vacation versus living somewhere. Uh, is a whole different uh, gamut. Okay, so let's go to the next question. Here we go. Ooh, this is, this is a good one. I like this one. What has been the most challenging period of your life and how did you overcome it? Well, this was also another one that I thought was a, a good question that I had to think deeply about. Obviously, you know, my first thought was like, well, this period of time has been a really tough one for me and for everyone, um, COVID and everything. But at the same time, to be completely honest, this is the best that my music has ever been going, but simultaneously, also the hardest time financially. So even though I'm getting a lot of positive response 
to the record, which is great and is the most important thing to me. Still, during COVID, without touring, it's been really hard to survive as a musician. So I'd say that that's the struggle, is actually to be going through one of the greatest times in your life while the world is in a really tough place and while you're still trying to figure out how to survive. To kind of just maybe go off topic a little bit off, off the questions, um, I think something maybe a lot of people may not know is you do mixes on Mixcloud. Yeah, totally. I love, I live for discovering new music and I mean, I'm a musician and I'm a fan of music, so I'm obsessed. I'm all in. All in. So I have on Spotify, as we all do, it, it has like a, you know, Discover Weekly. I thought your mixes, specifically Torn and Frayed, the, um, I had to Shazam every song because there wasn't a actual like track list after the fact. And now that is a playlist for me. So I just want to actually say thank you for actually putting out good mixed content. Hey, thanks so much. I'm really proud of all my mixes, actually. Like, I I take pride in them as much as I take in uh, making my own music, I would say. I'm very passionate about it. And I think it's a scope into, uh, obviously, your music taste. So it's pretty cool. Do you think there will ever be, like, another Fleetwood Mac, another Michael Jackson, another Elvis Presley, another Johnny Cash? in the scope of how the music industry is today with it's like, it's so massive and you do have these big stars, but you don't have that, like, you know, even like a Lana Del Rey, like, which obviously wasn't very long ago when she sort of broke through, but you just don't seem to have that like person that's dominating in such a way. And I, I wonder, will that person ever be, able, or, or group, I should say, ever be able to dominate like, you know, the whole pop culture in that, in the way that the, some of those artists have. Um, I mean, to be completely honest, probably not because the media is so fractured now. I just don't think like you have to think about the context and how everybody watched one channel on TV or like two or whatever. And like you could only listen to what was on the radio and like what was in your local record store. Um, it's going to almost be impossible for one person to to cover so much of the media. Obviously, there's tons of huge music artists and celebrities. Um, I think kind of, like I said before about the seventies being this magical time where you actually, and also in like the late sixties, where there was like attention paid to good music and the Beatles were the biggest thing in the world. And they were talking about expanding your mind and love and all of that kind of stuff. Um, that was like a really crazy moment. And that was what was, everybody was watching that now no one there's so many options it's just you know so everyone's trying to dominate the media and be across all platforms and i mean obviously like you said lana del rey i mean you got taylor swift like the thing is like if the kardashians like wanted to put out music or whatever like obviously that would get a lot of attention because like they just get the lo a lot of attention like society has become less about the actual quality like it's almost as if music has become something to sell other things it's not about selling the music anymore it's kind of switched so i don't think it will ever be exactly like that again um but there's definitely incarnations of it there's not really any of the artists that i personally gravitate towards in the modern day and age 
um, it's definitely much more like about the commercialization of the pop artist. I agree with you, but I also feel like, I mean, the only thing that's predictable at this point is nothing is predictable. And back to your point, I don't know if you remember, Kim Kardashian did release a song in a music video. I actually just listened to it randomly the other day because I saw someone post about it. Um, it's pretty funny. If you have a moment, you should go back and listen to it. <laughs> I definitely did not remember that. I didn't even, I don't think I ever knew about that. Oh my God. You, okay. Know. Okay. You have to, when we're done, you seriously Google in Montana, you do too. If you don't remember seeing it or if you never saw it or if whatever, I, like I've actually never seen this. Okay. So you have to, when we're done, I want you both to, <laughs> to Google it and watch it because you will laugh. It's quite funny. <laughs> we're going to move on to the final are we done? That's right. Hold on, let me count. One, two, three. Yeah, this is it. This is this. This is the last question. Official question. Um, <laughs> we tend to go off on tangents, but that's okay. Okay, so here it is. What app on your phone do you love use the most? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I love any of them since they're all very addictive and uh, I mean, you know, they're useful. There's useful apps. I, I use social media a good amount. I have a love-hate relationship with the phone, and I'm on it far more than I would like to be. So I wouldn't say that there's any that I love, but um, I use social media apps quite often. And I mean, mostly to just post about, mostly to post about my record and to <laughs> look at pictures of ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just start doing this. Um, I I propose everyone just get a flip phone or AKA dumb phones, and um, just call it a day. I think there should be a production increase on these phones, and just get rid of the smartphone completely, and just have a flip phone. And anything you need to do social media wise, just go on your MacBook uh, and see what happens. Thank you so much for actually participating in the first episode. Uh, I know it was kind of like a back and forth thing. And hopefully at some point, um, you'll want to do it again, because we're definitely going to be Yeah, I'd love some- to. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Have a good day. Thank you guys so much. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. Yeah, you too. Thank you, bro. So that was our that was our very first episode. Uh, I hope um, hope people are still listening. If you're still here, thank you so much for making it to the end. It was wasn't as rough as I thought it was going to be. You know, we've never done this before, as we mentioned. Uh, Montana, how did you think that went? Look, if you never want to listen to the Young Flamingo Club again, I understand. But uh, honestly, I thought it went really well, and um, I am looking forward to doing the next guest because I think our next guest is just as interesting. And uh, yeah. So I had a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. I, I learned a lot um, about being in the music industry. I had my, my, my suspicions, and I think they were confirmed by Pearl Charles. And uh, I can't, uh, actually can't stop listening to her music. I started listening to her new album when it came out, and then I refreshed myself right before we, uh, we did the podcast. And uh, I'm still listening. It's, 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 it's really, really good. It's really refreshing. What do you, have you been listening? Yeah, man. So uh, that's kind of like uh, how I kind of found Pearl Charles. Was I, I've seen an ad on Facebook, actually. Yeah, I mean, her music has just been really on repeat for me, like a lot lately. Would you say her music got you through the pandemic? <laughs> uh, you know, I would say about 5% through the pandemic. Yeah, but a lot of other musicians, a lot of other things I went through the pandemic. But yes, it definitely contributed. 
5%, that's a pretty hefty percent. So that's good. Do you think, Montana, do you think Pearl Charles has what it takes to be an honorary member of the Young Flamingos Club? Look, I think anyone who's willing to take the first leap of faith, I think already shows loyalty, um, which is good. Um, I think, yes, I think she has what it takes. And uh, I think she's the first member that actually has gotten accepted. So Pearl Charles, congratulations. You are a part of the Young Flamingo Club. Yeah, I agree. I'm 100% in agreement with you. I think your argument is correct. If she was the first one to take the, the leap of faith, then, then she's a member and she's a, you know, privy to all the perks and benefits that come with being a member of the Young Flamingo Club. There, I mean, there's thousands to choose from at this point. So, uh, so yeah, so thanks everyone for tuning in. I'm Justin. I'm Montana Mindy. And I want to also say thank you, Pearl. You were an amazing guest. Yes, thank you, Pearl. And um, be sure to tune in for our next episode, which will be coming out soon.